As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast, where we explore how to center our lives and our leadership in the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. In the midst of the disruptive cultural shockwaves of the 21st century. Join us as we learn to take the love of God seriously as the force that holds all of us and everything together. If you're loving this podcast, we invite you to go deeper and partner with us in our work by joining the Gravity Commons, our online community of practice for connecting and learning together. As a member of the Gravity Commons, you get access to live podcast recordings with upcoming guests, as well as other opportunities to connect and learn together with us in real time. Including learning labs, member meetups, discussion boards, online courses, and our practitioner podcast. Go to gravityleadership.com slash commons to find out more. See you in the commons. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Ben Sternkey. I'm here with Christy Penley. How are you doing, Christy? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. It's summertime. Yeah. And I love it. It is summertime. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what makes summertime great? What uh, what does? I was just a- about to ask you. Lemonade. Lemonade. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you come to mm-hmm. Colorado Springs, there's a place called Pike's Peak Lemonade, and okay. they have all these different flavors. Mm. You can buy like the concentrate, but you can also just go to their store and get okay. it. And I did that this week, and it made me feel like, oh, it really is summer. Mm-hmm. It, it really is summer because you had lemonade from Pike's yep. Peak. Yep. Yeah. Well, this... this um, I, I need you to, uh, we're coming out to visit you, me and my daughter, yes, uh, this summer. Are. And so I'm going to need a list of things that we should uh, be visiting and going yeah. to see. Yes, um, and I'll and make so you Pikes some Pikes Peak. Peak lemonade. Okay, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. mix it up. My <laughs> uh, my kids have gotten into Arnold Palmer's lately. Oh, yeah. You know what that is? Yeah. yeah, like tea and lemonade mixed. Right, iced tea, lemonade mixed together. It's a genius drink. Yeah, it's uh, really it's good. It's very refreshing uh, mm-hmm. on, a, uh, on a hot summer day. Yep. Yeah, it got it got super hot here uh, over the last few days. It's cooling off this weekend though, so that'll be nice. Okay. Nice mowing weather. Oh, my good. kids outside mowing right now. Mm, Not good. in nice cool weather though. I think it's going to be no. 90 degrees here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's been it's been like 99, 98. Oh, whoa. This That's past for week real. super hot. Super hot. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Well, my well, daughter's we have some moving fun things. Austin. Oh, go ahead. My daughter's Austin. moving to Austin, Texas, where it's been 105 Ooh. this past week. So no thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When does that happen? Uh, end of July. Just okay. Just going down there for uh, 
AmeriCorps teaching job. So that's fun. Yeah. Well, anyway, it is definitely summer. Yeah. And Which, fun you know things are means. happening this summer because yeah. we've got some things. Like we big have some things. things. Big Tell things us happening. the big things. Yeah. So, Christy, you know what summer means is that our book, Matt and I's book, uh, uh, is coming out. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we need like, we need background, like, you, yeah, like I don't know cheering. what those are, but like cheering yeah. and like screaming and yeah. confetti, all the things. Here. What, does can this, you do it again? Can you hear You're, that? Oh, how about no. this? Here, it's going live. I, I do have some buttons here. Okay. You ready? Yep. There it is. <laughs> I don't know if that's. Yes. Yeah. That is how we're feeling about the uh-huh. book launch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know how to like, fa- oh, there it is. There's the fade out button. Anyway, um, I shouldn't be playing around with this stuff uh, for this podcast intro. But yes, the book launches on July 26th. Uh, and we're starting a series today on the book. Um, and we're going to be doing all things book uh, for the next few weeks here. We're going to actually walk through each chapter of the book uh, with you, Christy. Matt and I are going to be chatting with you and with Gino Kirkarudo, our um, community liaison here at Gravity. And we're just going to be chatting about uh, the book and hearing your reactions to things and also your experience with these axioms. Um, yeah. The book is called Having the Mind of Christ, Eight Axioms to Cultivate a Robust Faith, a Resilient Faith. Um, and uh, yeah, this you know the book kind of came out of our uh, experience of significant paradigm shifts um, for Matt and I over the last 20 plus years. And um, these axioms kind of form the um, backbone or the foundation of the training that we do in um, our discipleship locally, but also in Gravity Leadership Academy. Um, And it's partly, um, so you guys have been actually working with these axioms in your own churches and your own lives and your own leadership for a long time. And so uh, eager to uh, journey with you and... um, yeah, hear, hear your reflections on how these things have worked out in your lives and also your reflections on the book. So Yeah. 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 You know, one thing we did not talk about in the intro that mm-hmm. I wish we would have, and I'm going to read this real quick, is um, there's a quote you you say in the mm. intro, and okay. you, you're you kind of talking about how like your stories, um, things that happened in your lives caused mm-hmm. some real questions of like, this isn't working yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and you say, when everything else fails us, we came back to one thing we knew. We wanted to be like Jesus when we grew up. Mm-hmm. And I think I have several friends in the midst of you know what we'd call deconstruction. Yeah. And I think that's their heartbeat of these things aren't working in faith and in you know, yeah. maybe their churches or their institutions or whatever, but the heartbeat, the cadence of their heartbeat is mm. um, to know God, to love God. And yeah. um, and I'm glad that that came through. And I'm glad that you wrote this book because it's yeah. really good. And I think the conversations that we're having around it are really good. So Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited to continue these conversations. Um with uh, with y'all uh, on this podcast series, but also with you with y'all listeners, um, we've got a book launch team uh, that you can still join. You can still join that. We've got actually some of our book launch team is actually live here, um, listening to this as we're recording it. And so that's one of the things you can get access to if you join our book launch team, um, and they can chat chat with us, um, which they are. They're celebrating. There's a there's something from Jennifer that says just says yay. Yay. (laughs) Um, If you want to join our book launch team and uh, you haven't yet, you can join us at gravityleadership.com slash launch. 
Um, that also involves you get a free advanced PDF of the whole book. So you can read along with us as we do this series. Um, you can join discussions um, on Facebook and other places. Um, we ask that you recommend it to friends and eventually when it comes out to review it online. Um, basically, just we want to provide some value uh, for you uh, in the midst of that and um, have some discussions about the book with our launch team and also, um, yeah, help help us get the word out and um, we'd, we'd yeah. love to have you. So you can join us there. Yeah. So this this intro, um, the introductory chapter that we're going to talk about today, as you mentioned, Christy, um, I just wanted to say a little bit, I, I don't think in the main part of this episode, we talk super deeply about kind of what what caused us to write the book. Um, and like you said, we, both Matt and I had kind of been through um, some deconstruction, you might call it, uh, but just a sense of questioning the inherited uh, paradigms that we had received about who God is and how God works in the world. Um, and we noticed this as we started coaching and practicing um, uh, with uh, with people, discipleship, that kind of a thing, because the practices of discipleship, we noticed, don't automatically do good work in people's lives yeah. uh, un- until we have at least begun to question our inherited paradigms of who God is and how God works through those practices, et cetera. And so these, these axioms represent pretty significant paradigm shifts for us over the last 20 plus years. Um, and learning to see our paradigms is a, is a tricky thing because our paradigms kind of function like a, like a set of glasses. You don't really notice your glasses. You notice what you notice through the glasses and the way the glasses are shaped affect how you perceive the world. And so learning to notice the lenses through which we're looking at the world and scripture and God, uh, is kind of a tricky thing. It feels like a harrowing journey. It, it feels scary a lot of times Mm -hmm. for us because we thought we were just looking at reality, but in fact, oh, the lenses have shaped how we look at reality, which is true for all of us. We can't, none of us have a lensless, you know, existence. And so, so anyway, that's what the book is about and sort of opening ourselves up to these paradigm shifts that free us up, hopefully to do uh, what you talked about is follow Jesus and learn to see how God is actually at work in our lives and in the world. So that's what the, that's what this first episode's all about and what the book's all about. So, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple, a couple, a couple other just, uh, bookkeeping things, uh, for y'all. I've already mentioned the launch team, um, gravityleadership.com slash launch. If you want to join us. Um, also if you want to pre-order the book from university, we can give you a coupon code for 30% off and free U S shipping. So I just did it. You just did it. You just ordered it. I Christy, just, we, I just pre-ordered it this book. week. I know, I but I here's the deal. I was actually, it's for a birthday present, okay, and I was like, "Oh, I'm giving it to to my friend whose awesome. birthday's coming up." And awesome. she went through the cohort, and I was like, "Yep, she's gonna want this book." So, all right. Well, thank you for doing that. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, if you go to, I'll put a link to this in the show notes. But if you go to ivpress.com and then search for "Having the Mind of Christ," you'll find our book there. If you order it. Um, and use the code GRAVITY, all caps. Actually, it might not need to be all caps, but um, that's, the, that's the code they sent us. Is GRAVITY in all caps. You'll get 30% off and free U.S. shipping, and we'd love to have you pre-order. Um, also, do we'd love it, to... Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, we'd love to have a Q&A and like discussion around this book. And so yeah. if you go to, as you, after you listen to this uh, podcast episode, for example, if you have questions um, or a comment or anything that you'd like to share with us, 
you can go to gravityleadership.com slash message, gravityleadership.com slash message, and click on the start recording button. And it actually, you can record a question um, with, with your voice. <laughs> yeah, you don't even um, have to type it out. Just yeah, say you it. Just, you can just say it. I think it's, it gives you like 90 seconds of audio there. Um, and yeah, if you have a question, we'll answer it on a future episode. So um, encourage you, if you have a comment or a question, to go to gravityleadership.com slash message. And yeah, leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Good. I, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, there's lots of stuff. There's lots of other stuff happening. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a book launch party here in Indianapolis on July 24th, Sunday afternoon, the Sunday before the book comes out. Um, so if you're in the area, we invite you to join us for that. Just put it on your calendar. We'll give you more information as time draws closer. But I think yeah. that's about it. We can maybe I head think, in. Yeah. I think Matt is starting a new cohort too. And Mm -hmm. hopefully doing that at the end of July. So if you're listening to this and you want to be a part of a cohort, uh, reach out because we will get you connected because there's, um, I think he's got space for maybe one or two more people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't work well to start a cohort at the beginning of summer. And so we're going to wait till the end of summer when school gets started and and start that cohort. So yeah, do get in, get involved. Yeah. Um, You'll, you'll get trained in these axioms and a lot more grace and truth, the way of Jesus, Six Practices for Discernment. I have a cohort on Thursday afternoons, and I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, Thursdays are my favorite day. Thursdays because you get to do this cohort? Yeah. I'm not just saying that because I'm on here, but it's really (laughs) true. My husband even knows it. Like, oh, Thursday, happy day. Mm -hmm. Happy uh, day. Because I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, you're you're a good cohort leader, Christy. Once you you have more space. I know. um, you're, you're the most in-demand coach we have. Oh, it's so. so kind. I think I'll start one in the fall, another right. one in the fall. So. All right. Well, sounds good. If you want to be in Christy's cohort or Matt's cohort, uh, reach out. Just uh, email us at podcast at gravityleadership.com. Let us know. All right. We should head into this episode, eh? Yeah. Dive in. Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast, Gino Kirkaruto. It's good to see you, my friend. Hello. It's good to be back. Gino is on location, undisclosed, on... top secret. Yep. He is in a location. Right? One location. He's there. <laughs> I am somewhere. I All am of us, somewhere. yeah. All of us are somewhere. Yeah. Anyway. And also, Christy Penley is here, and you heard Ben. Hey, Christy. Hey, hey. hey. It's good to be together. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fun, guys. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, listeners of the podcast will recognize Gino's voice. Obviously, mm-hmm. Christy um, helps co-host. And today we are starting part one of our series that we are going to ta- chat about our new book that's coming out, mm-hmm. uh, How to Have the Mind of Christ, with Varsity Press. It releases... It's, it's actually... F- we should probably just get the title exactly right so people can search for it. It's, it's called Having the Mind of Christ, not How to Have the Mind oh. of Christ. <laughs> so... Anyway. Why did I say that? I don't know, man. I don't know. You're I just... don't know. Maybe I should write some things down, Christy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I should. <laughs> Christy wrote some things down for this interview, and, and Matt didn't. Uh, maybe that's showing. the workbook that goes along with it. Yeah, yeah. The workbook right. is the Maybe how there's to some edits that need to happen mm-hmm. on the front mm-hmm. page. <laughs> Cross out you know how. What? How, not how. Joke's on all you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact Interversity, see if they'll change the title. Mm, we already tried this. Having, we, we already, having we them, already asked take two. To change having the mind of Christ... 
releases in a few weeks. And we thought we'd just chat about rather than, um, you know, rather than just, just dump all the book content on a podcast. I know we've talked about the axioms before. We thought we would interact with sections of this book and talk about how uh, they intersect with us and how we re- react and respond to them. And mm-hmm. so here was the idea. Christy, uh, Gino, y'all have uh, been uh, reading the book, and I just wanted to interview you about your reactions, responses, questions, even if you have pushback. That's mm-hmm. great, too. So you ready to jump in? Also, yeah. I, yes. I'd like to say, too, I think one of the reasons we wanted to interview Gino and Christy um, is not just because oh. they're reading the book, but because they've been actually on this journey with gravity for um, a, some number mm-hmm. of years. And so these axioms didn't just spring out of Matt and I's brains. Um, ex nihilo, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't the first time that these guys are hearing about these axioms. Um, and are you going to be using more uh, foreign language on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, not sure what, you could look it up. Oh. I think it's Latin, ex nihilo. Is it anyway, Latin? I think so. Out Let's of nothing. The rest of the podcast what it is. Anyway, uh, but uh, I just wanted to say Gino and Christy have both been sort of part of. Uh, implementing these axioms. They've worked with their own churches in, in their own leadership um, in and amongst these things and have contributed to the shaping of these things uh, significantly over a number of years. And so um, I think that's the other reason I'm excited to hear from them is uh, not just the content of the book, but also just how these axioms are working their way out in these people's lives. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's exciting. All right. I feel on. Can I just say a thank you? Thank oh. you for including us. I, oh, I mean, this, it's this, really a gift, and um, I'm excited for these conversations. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Well, let's dive in. All right. All right. Um, I guess the uh, we're going to talk about the intro and this podcast, mm-hmm. and the introduction uh, introduces. I know this is shocking. Mm-hmm. Introduces the book uh, and describes the genesis of how the book came to be. And Ben and I both share stories of how our lives stopped working, and maybe more specifically, our faith stopped working. Mm -hmm. And so we needed to figure out what to do when that happened. Um, I guess, uh, Gino, Christy, could you relate to that? Um, Maybe what's what's similar about your story and about how you come to uh, your faith or this moment in time, or Mm -hmm. what is dissimilar about that? Christy, Mm -hmm. you want to share first? Yeah. Um, first of all, I really appreciate you guys being really transparent um, in this intro and sharing your own story because I think that's going to help the reader. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I read it, um, I mean, I knew you during this time. So there, there's some of that mm-hmm. that's like there was, you know, I was present for some of that. But mm-hmm. I also don't have like a moment I don't have like a season of my life that I would necessarily say this is when I was in the midst of maybe deconstruction or um, faith wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And um, and yet, I think I've had lots of little moments like that. If that's, if, and what I mean by that is um, I didn't have like one big hurrah of, oh my goodness, like what is going on, but there were these times in my life where questions and probably lies that I was believing about God or myself, um, I be- became very clear to me, and it mm. it did a shift in me. Um, and so it wasn't a cluster of those, but throughout my time, there's just been these 
So maybe that's different than yours. At least I think that's different than yours um, and maybe different than our listeners. Uh, I think yeah. there's um, – and, and I, I even say that a little hesitantly <laughs> because I don't want it to come across like, oh, she's she, – she never had a – time where it was crazy you know i mean like i don't know and so um i've had lots of friends and um and even my spouse right there have been times where that season was hard and dark and scary mm. um and so want to name that but also for those listeners who are like maybe i haven't had a time like that but i've had these moments or these questions that's great mm. you're in the right place and this is a really <laughs> good book for all of us mm. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Christy. That's yeah. encouraging to hear that that even though your story has some dissimilarities, that you still found entry points into it being helpful. It it's it's a concern, right? When when you're coming alongside a story that maybe doesn't map onto yours or even even there's there's sections, big sections that you can't say, yeah, 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 totally I get that. Mm-hmm. But you can still benefit from it. I mean that's that's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How about you, Gino? So when I think about this, I think of two two things. There's one, there's like a, a crisis moment that happened that I would reflect on. But then I also think the reality, as I was reading this, I was thinking about the reality of, I, I feel like I'm continually having these moments where I feel like this isn't working the way I expected. Maybe I should not do this anymore. Um, and how I deal with that is, is a, a lot about how I see and what I'm seeing. But I think to understand how that ongoing work is done, the the crisis moment for me, not growing up in the church, was following Jesus in community in a church for a while and kind of feeling like these things aren't really working in my life and in the life of people around me. And when I discovered, I remember when I discovered that Christianity did not start 500 years ago at the Reformation, (laughs) That was a crisis <laughs> moment for me. Wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up. What? what? I know, I know, Matt, I know. About to have I a was, crisis moment. I was so yeah, Matt. This is I'm doing this for you, bro. Yeah, I is- I was I felt at that moment that I couldn't be more excited because it mm-hmm. meant there was new ways of maybe thinking about the things that wasn't that weren't working for me, and maybe mm-hmm. I needed to have a new way of seeing. That was the first okay. time that occurred to me. Yeah. But I was also really angry because I had been given. And maybe I could say, using the the illustration in the book, like I've been given a pair of glasses that just weren't working. And I was told, this is the only prescription available. Mm. Yes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Gina, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's also really good to hear kind of like there's this ongoing – way of life of mm-hmm. of questioning things and 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 discovering new ways of thinking and new ways of kind of marinating in truth is what mm-hmm. i kind of hear you saying yeah. and i say mm-hmm. yes to all of that and i think that is the christian life yes. i mean yeah. that is yeah it's good to hear yeah well yeah. that actually then you, you I mean you you talked about the metaphor we use about having lenses or glasses mm-hmm. and that we are all accessing reality through a particular frame or particular lens or even if you want a particular construct and then uh, so the book then deals with we often we often just talk about the things we can see mm-hmm. but this book is going to be talking about how we see. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And I wonder, so th- so then we're not talking about just I mean, there's propositions in the book, right? We're not just talking the level of propositions, but we're talking on the level of paradigms. I'm wondering if uh, if y'all can interact with that a bit. Like, is this what's your experience in in talking about how we talk about things and <laughs> talking about right in looking at our looker? You know, like is this mm-hmm. maybe maybe let us into your experience with this? Yeah, I um, I think that the most prevalent example of this is speaking about the way we see some of the major issues in our society right now. So a conversation that happens in our church quite often, interpersonally and collectively, is speaking of how we have lenses in which through which we see the world. Mm-hmm. So none of us has a full picture on that. Um, number, no, none of us sees everything all at once clearly. And that does two things. One, hopefully it brings about some humility, not just like we should be devastated and think, mm-hmm. I don't know anything, but we should have some humility into what our perception of things are. And the other is to recognize that other people might see the same thing differently. And that could be a gift to us. It is a gift to us, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yes. so when we're speaking of issues about race and our background and experience, we can stop trying to say like, don't you see, I'm looking for these glasses. Mm-hmm. You have the same ones. You, you know, you're just not seeing mm-hmm. it right. You need to put on my glasses. Instead, maybe the conversation could be something like, wow, what a gift it is to hear and understand the world from your perspective. And maybe that retells parts of my story, or it could at least retell my story. So recognizing that we have perception or that we have eyes um, is so important. It's it, We can't be together if we don't start with that, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. Hey, listeners, uh, it's Ben from the podcast, and I just wanted to say thank you for being part of our community in this way. We're really, really grateful that you uh, tune in and you listen uh, to these podcast episodes and these conversations that we're having and that you are learning alongside us uh, how to root our lives and our leadership in the love of God revealed in Jesus. It's awesome. Uh, that you do this uh, with us every week. And so we're grateful, we're thankful, and we'd love to hear from you. And so over the course of the next four to six weeks, we are inviting you to fill out a brief online survey to let us know a little bit more about you so that we can serve you better, so that you can help to shape the future of what gravity becomes in this next season. Uh, So if you'd like to participate in that, go to gravityleadership.com slash survey gravityleadership.com slash survey and fill out the form there. It should only take you a few minutes and we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks in advance. Yeah, I think for me, there was this, um, a paradigm shift where I, I really saw kind of living Jesus's way as practices, as um, you know, I, I grew up thinking, read your Bible and pray mm-hmm. and go to church and do right. all these things. And there was a paradigm shift for me of, oh, there's actually some stuff going on inside of me that's beyond the practices. That's like kind of underneath the iceberg type 
mentality um, where I really was belie- – I believed a lie for a really long time that I needed to earn God's love. And it, and I was doing that through these practices, through these – you know, and it wasn't until I realized, oh, no, 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 I'm under the umbrella of God's love. He delights in me. I don't need to earn it. I don't need to like do something to get it. I just that's how he feels about mm-hmm. me. That's how he sees me. That and 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 seeing that clearly then changed me, but it also yeah. changed how I interacted with other people mm. um and how I saw them and how I loved them. Yeah. Um Yeah. And so yeah, that that paradigm shift was life-changing. Yeah. I think that that's important to name. I, I think this, like, it's it's hard to talk about this stuff uh, <laughs> in ways that don't feel abstract sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, mm. And so even, even so far in this conversation, I feel like uh, I'm wanting to get my hands around these things uh, a little bit more. And this was actually our struggle in writing the introduction. I, I remember feeling this mm. of just like, how do we how do we talk about this in a way that, that, that makes it helpful? And I think you've, you've hit on something there, Christy, that, um, that I think was important for me was realizing that the, the practices of the Christian life, um, there are all kinds of paradigms through which we practice things, right? So like you said, the practice of, you know, the, the traditional spiritual disciplines, for example, um, they can be engaged in, but if, if I engage in those spiritual disciplines with a paradigm that God is looking uh, for like he's doing a performance review of my Christianity. Yeah. And if God's doing a performance review, then, well, the reason I'm praying and fasting and, you know, whatever else I might be doing, the reason is because I'm trying to, you know, make the cut. I'm trying to make the... And there's behind that then, behind that assumption about, like, my posture in terms of how I'm inhabiting those practices, behind that is a paradigm. It's what we're naming a paradigm, is, a, is an assumption about who God is, an assumption about how God interacts with us. And that was what we sensed was, th- that's the reason these eight axioms exist, is um, they, were, they represented pretty significant shifts for Matt and I uh, and others that we worked with from the assumptions they made about God. They, were, they weren't things that they would circle on a theology test. You know, I, I, I believe God is always evaluating my performance and it's never good enough, yeah. right? Yes, you know, none of us would say, yes, we believe that, but a lot of us carry that around in our bones. A lot of us yes. carry that around in our, uh, in our, our attachments, um, the way that we sort of, not just the way that we cognitively think about God, but the mm-hmm. way that we feel about God. Yeah. I um, mean, it's really, really powerful and part part of this book is just naming those things, naming those paradigms uh, that maybe we carry around that are insufficient, that actually don't do good work in our lives, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, learning learning to inhabit a different way of seeing who God is, uh, assuming what's yeah. happening in our spiritual disciplines. Yeah, and so there's this progression, this journey, right, from just assuming your perspective is reality, mm-hmm. right? So there's no there's no difference between the eyeball and the lens the glasses. It's just, you're just seeing things as they are. Then I think this happened to me like 25 years ago, and sometimes it's sort of clumped all together into something called Mm post-modernity, where there's all these different perspectives and they're all equally valid, right? This is kind of how, when I was reading all this youth ministry uh, literature 25 years ago, this is how they were talking about it. And it scared me to death. I was like, you know, we got to, we got to slay the post-modernity beast. You know, I had my Christian uh, sword, and uh, I was ready to fight the 
fight the beast. Um, <laughs> but then something ha- something happened where I realized um, postmodernity was a gift to me in a way mm. because it separated my eyeball from my glasses for me. Mm-hmm. And through empathetic listening, through being with people, through uh, be- just becoming a little curious, yeah, I was able to see that um, I was like everyone else in the sense of I had a perspective, mm-hmm. and it it was shaped by my unique paradigms that I carried with me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then I think then maybe the the point of this book isn't to say every percep every perception is valid. And nobody can see anything that's real because we're all busy looking at, uh, basically, we're all just basically looking through our own paradigms and that's what we're seeing. Right. Um, but to kind of go back to Jesus, and I think this is what we, what Ben and I sort of were able to name, is that Jesus saw the world differently. He inhabited and accessed the world in ways that were surprising and challenging, etc. Um and I, I, I'm wondering for the two of you, like what, um, where, where have you interacted with that? Like what, what's the, what's the, what questions or stories or reflections do you have about ways that you've encountered Jesus and how he sees the world? Or maybe you've seen things that aren't even in this book and like, mm. you know, maybe, maybe there's things that you've encountered or seen that that would be in an updated, revised version. You know, two, we didn't even release 1.0 yet, but we're going <laughs> to... Let's go ahead let's and get start a taking out notes and let's, on 2.0. Let's 2.0 this. What, yeah. how, how do you... How, well, tell us a bit about your journey with how you've learned from Jesus how to see the world. This would be the book that's entitled How Having the Mind of Christ, or How to Have the Mind <laughs> of Christ, right? Mind of this is the book that I'm working on. The, the first book is just about okay. just having it, it's just in general, I'm but tracking. this is a real practical how to do it. Gino, I'm yeah. sending you a calendar invite. Let <laughs> us work on this together. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, I have a couple of thoughts. There's something that comes to mind when I think about, I, I can't get past, I should say this, I can't get past the importance of how it's okay that we're learning to, that we have a perception that we need to see differently, that we might need to change. And I, mm-hmm. and I, and I've heard that in these axioms, but I've learned this from Jesus. And I think about the idea, like if you read Mark eight, the whole chapter, you look through that and you, and you say this, that I think Jesus is continually saying you see, but you don't see clearly right, as you go right. through each of those stories. I yeah. think that's what's happening from the feeding of the 4,000. We have no food. What are we going to do? They have food. The Pharisees want a sign. They're not going to see a sign because they won't see what they've seen already kind of a thing. Um, yes. What, what is it that then we have this healing of the blind man who's healed partially? He sees people like As sticks trees. Right, and, yeah, or trees. Yeah, 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 right. And then Jesus heals him completely and he sees. And then the next scene is asking Peter, who do you say that I am? And he, and he confesses that he's the Messiah. And then, then the next story, he's telling him, get behind me, Satan. Right. He sees, but he doesn't see clearly. And I think to me, so much like what, what has maybe been mentioned about what I do, my practices have always been like, I want to do this right. I want to mm. get this right. I want to see it rightly, and I want to perform it rightly. And I think the whole time Jesus is saying, that's not the point entirely. 
the, the point is, are you learning to see as I see so that you can practice as I practice? And hmm. I'm often not considering those things. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think that's, that's, uh, it, you know, it's easy for us to see it on this side, you know, of the gospels, right? That Peter was wrong. Peter was right that Jesus was the Messiah. Peter was wrong about how Jesus was going to be the Messiah, right? Peter was wrong about yeah. um, the um, the method by which Jesus would be uh, the Messiah. He had he had a load of assumptions about what that meant that he didn't yeah. realize were assumptions at the time, uh, which which resulted in the need for him to be confronted. You know, it's to say actually your assumptions about how this is going to take place are actually rooted in <laughs> they're rooted in the pit of hell. Um, they're not yes. rooted right. in the heart of God. And right. that's the that's the challenge and the confrontation that each of us has to go through, um, you know. As you know, we're we're all Peter in a sense where we just we have these assumptions about God and it, like we come by them honestly. We don't, you know, yeah. like nobody chooses to have a wrong idea. Uh, nobody <laughs> chooses to have a wrong paradigm. Um, and so yeah. our you know our upbringing, our culture, um, like all kinds of stuff, you know, gender, all that stuff plays into it. And um, yeah, just learning learning to allow uh, learning to allow that confrontation rather than assume that if somebody tells me get behind me satan well that's that must be that must be the voice of satan you know <laughs> no, yeah. you get behind yeah. me satan well i think there's <laughs> there's good news in that in the sense that well, yeah. i i think of um working with my kids or other people's kids or anyone in particular if they say the right answer and we're high-fiving we should high-five but we think that's the whole the whole story yeah we've missed most of the discipleship opportunities yeah and i think that jesus is is has been showing me that just saying the right things doesn't mean you have the right view motivation practices and i think that's that's good yeah yeah bro in in reading this, I, I thought of a story um, that Megan Marshman tells, and she talks about going to Africa uh, with Bob Goff, and they're helping like little kids who can't see, and they have all these glasses there, and so they have this line of kids, and they're all trying on different glasses to see which one can they see clearly through, right? Mm. And once they find a pair of glasses that they can see clearly through, then they send them to the next room, and there's mirrors for them to actually see themselves like through these glasses, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and as I was reading the intro, I was thinking there too often in my life, my perceptions, my assumptions about God or myself or whatever that I think I'm seeing clearly through become then my identity um, mm-hmm. in the sense <laughs> of these little kids like looking at a mirror, they're like then fixated on what they look like and who they mm-hmm. are. And instead of just seeing clearly and keep learning to see, yeah. you know, more clearly. Um, and I was just thinking about how when I have wrong thoughts, when, I, when I'm believing lies about who God is or who I am in light of that, um, the focus is on the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually challenged by this just this morning. I got a hard email um, yesterday, last night, and I was reading it. And this morning, I was kind of thinking through this email and how do I want to respond and all this kind of stuff. And my prayer was, God, would you help me from my heart to respond the way that you would want to respond? Which was different maybe than I would 
a prayer I would have prayed a year ago. Mm-hmm. Because I think a pray, my prayer a year ago would have been, how do I respond? What's mm-hmm. my action? What are the words I'm supposed to say, right? Yeah. Um, and while I think that that is important, um, there actually needed, there needs to be some more like heart transplant in me of God, how does my heart, underneath that iceberg, underneath just like the things that I would say I believe and I want to do, um, can you go deeper mm-hmm. there? Uh, to what what do I believe about you and what do I believe about myself and what do I believe yeah. about this person? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where the, the, the question that comes to mind for me in that process is like, how do I respond? But how do I respond in order to do what? You know, like what's, what's the act? What's, how is God at work, you know, in the midst yes. of me responding? You know, is this in order to just get this off my plate, in order to justify myself, in order to make sure this person thinks the right thoughts about me? Or is there something... Uh, deeper going on that I can actually participate in um, right. if I trusted that God was at work in the midst of this hard email um, yeah. and that God was, yeah, with me and working in me yeah. in the midst of that. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think we've laid the groundwork then. It's not enough just yeah. to do the right thing. It's not enough just to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. We can't just say Jesus is the Messiah, but unless we deal with the constructs whereby we make sense of the word Messiah, mm-hmm. we may actually be doing the devil's work. Yep. Like this this is how much <laughs> That's is what's at stake I mean, here. This, yeah. this is how much is writing upon yeah. us being able to name our assumptions and then have some kind of I don't know, I don't know, orienting, governing center standard whereby we can assess them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of work to do here, but over the next Several weeks, uh, even 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 two months, we're going <laughs> to take each of the the eight axioms we've identified, yeah. and we're going to name. You know, why why did this seem important for us mm-hmm. to name, and and how is we see this in Jesus, and then how do we take what we see in Jesus and begin to appropriate, yeah, and and inhabit that for us today, mm-hmm. and what difference does so, that make? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm right. excited for this series, y'all. Thanks for spending this time with us, Gino, Christy. Yeah. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Hey, everybody! Just a reminder: uh, if you want to join our book club, um, sorry, no, sorry, not our book club. <laughs> They could, we could start a book club. Who knows? A book launch, a book launch. A book launch team, uh, which is kind of like a book club. It's kind of like (laughs) a book club, really, because what we're, what we're asking uh, you to do is participate in discussions, conversations about the book, not just uh, help us promote it, although that's part of it. So if you want to join our book launch team, you can at gravityleadership.com slash launch. The book launches, uh, gets released on July 26th, 2022. Um, and you can pre-order right now. If you pre-order from InterVarsity, uh, you can get 30% off and free U.S. shipping by using the code GRAVITY. There's a link to that uh, in the show notes, but you can just look up InterVarsity's website and search for our book and you'll find it. Also want to remind you about questions. We love to hear your questions and your yes. reflections as you listen. So if there's something that is on your mind as you just listen to this episode and you want to leave us a message or ask us a question, please do at gravityleadership.com slash message. 
and then click to click the start recording button to record a question and we'll answer it on a future episode. I think yeah. that's about it. I think so. Enjoy Book the rest launch. of your day. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, happy day, friends. <laughs> yeah. Peace, everybody. We'll see you next week. We'll be doing uh, chapter one, the first axiom next week. God is love. So it's all about love. It's all about love. Good enough? Good enough. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Christy. I was just waiting for permission. Sorry, for, I was thinking of like a song. What song could I sing that has the word oh, love in yeah. it? There's Nothing so came many. to mind. There's so then it was so blank. Many. Yeah, okay. So many. All right. Yeah. We'll I'm see you next about week, the friends. Beatles. The Beatles. There you go. All, all you need is love. All, all you need is love. love. They were right. They were right. It's true. True. All right. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week, friends. Peace. Peace. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gravity Leadership Podcast. If you're finding it helpful, we'd love it if you tell your friends about it. Ratings and reviews online also help others find the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Joining our Gravity community is free. You'll get our latest content delivered straight to your inbox, as well as an email most Fridays with curated links to articles we found interesting or helpful. To join us, go to gravityleadership.com slash join. Our show is produced by Ben Sternke and Matt Tebby. Aaron Sternke edits and mixes the podcast, and you can check out his work at aaronsternke.com. We'd love to hear from you. To record a question or comment for us, go to gravityleadership.com slash message and click the start record button. You can also email us at podcast at gravityleadership.com. Catch you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.